What's up, y'all? Welcome to Fireside Jam. Uh, we jam on community, uh, social commentary, and global artistry. Today, we have a special guest that we'd like to welcome. Kev, welcome. Um, Hi, you thank you for having me. Show. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And uh, this is your lovely host, Baka. So, yeah, Kess, um, Kess is actually a media guru uh, building networks in Georgia and North Carolina. Um, we want to bring her bring her on and talk about what you do. Yeah, definitely. So, like you said, I'm a media guru, I guess. Um, now, I'm not a guru, but <laughs> I am really passionate. <laughs> I am really passionate about media, um, diverse media productions and both behind the camera um, and in front of the camera. So I recently started a media production company where we're emphasizing uh, helping different types of content creators get contracts with large businesses and corporations in North Carolina and Georgia. So I'm just like tugging along with that. And um, on the side, because I'm so interested in diversity, I also create uh, diversity training materials for corporate businesses, and young professionals. Awesome. Uh, so what – I just want to know, like, the the, the backstory to what, what got you on this journey. Uh, How did you start, start doing this? Yeah. Um, so basically it kind of started when I was in college, and I went to Germany um, for a spring break alternative. Like, they had these – alternative spring break trips if you want to like do um, volunteering instead of doing whatever you want to do on spring break and so I went to Germany with a group of students and during that time it was 2015 so that was the same year that there was a refugee crisis happening over in Syria and stuff like that so we went over there to just help the refugees and kind of help them in their transition while they were um, moving from their home country to a new country. And while I was there, like, I just noticed how different my experience was with the refugees versus what I was seeing in the news and, you know, all the things that the media was portraying about them, which I didn't agree with at all after actually interacting with them. So that really got me interested in media and how powerful media can be in persuading people. And so after I came back, you know, I finished school, I graduated, and then I decided to go study media again and get my master's degree from Georgia Tech and study global media and culture because I was just really interested in how different cultures, different identities are represented in media and also how it's perceived in all the different countries in the world. And so after I graduated, which was like last, this past December, so December 2020, after I graduated, um, I was kind of in that realm of like, you know, I was graduated, so I was like, okay, am I going to find a job? Am I going to start my own business? Am I, you know, what am I going to do? And I just decided to start my own business and get into media production and try to start providing more diverse images and also provide more diverse people with opportunities to actually create that content, you know? And I think a lot of people forget sometimes that the people who are behind the camera really affect how the image is viewed. So, you know, the, the the experiences of the photographer and the videographer, you can see that through how they 
they decide to shoot something. And so I really wanted to give opportunity to, you know, just marginalized voices, people who are underrepresented. I wanted to give them space so that they could create their images and they could create a narrative that better fit, you know? So that's just kind of why I'm, I am where I am now. So I'm doing this media production company and making these diversity materials. And, and yeah, it, just, it really just stems from me going to Germany and realizing how powerful media is and how messages are, they can be, they can be, created in any type of way to be persuasive to whoever's seeing it. And I wanted to get in on that, but in a more positive way. I wanted to have a more positive effect on that part of media. Well, yeah, I, I like I like how you said um, there's, there's, like, two different sides. There's the media, how they portray, uh, they, how they can portray people. And that can be sometimes divisive, but then you can also use media to kind of empower and bring people together. So welcome to Fireside Jam. Uh, we jam on community, social commentary, and global artistry. Today we have a special guest that we'd like to welcome. Kes, welcome. Um, Hi, you thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And uh, this is your lovely host, Baka. Uh, so, yeah, Kes, um Kess is actually a media guru uh, building networks in Georgia and North Carolina. Um, we want to bring her bring her on and talk about what you do. Yeah, definitely. So, like you said, I'm a media guru, I guess. Um, now, I'm not a guru, but <laughs> I am really passionate. <laughs> I am really passionate about media, um, diverse media productions, and both behind the camera um, and in front of the camera. So I recently started a media production company where we're emphasizing uh, helping different types of content creators get contracts with large businesses and corporations in North Carolina and Georgia. So I'm just, like, chugging along with that. And um, on the side, because I'm so interested in diversity, I also create uh, diversity training materials for corporate businesses and for young professionals. Awesome. Uh, so what? I just want to know, like the 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 backstory to what what got you on this journey. Uh, how did you start start doing this? Yeah. Um. So basically, it kind of started when I was in college, and I went to Germany um, for a spring break alternative. Like they have these alternative spring break trips if you want to like do um, volunteering instead of doing whatever you want to do on spring break and so I went to Germany with a group of students and during that time it was 2015 so that was the same year that there was a refugee crisis happening over in Syria and stuff like that so we went over there to just help the refugees and kind of help them in their transition while they were um, moving from their home country to a new country. And while I was there, like, I just noticed how different my experience was with the refugees versus what I was seeing in the news and, you know, all the things that the media was portraying about them, which I didn't agree with at all after actually interacting with them. So that really got me interested in media and how powerful media can be in persuading people. And so after I came back, you know, I finished school, I graduated, 
And then I decided to go study media again and get my master's degree from Georgia Tech and study global media and culture because I was just really interested in how different cultures, different identities are represented in media and also how it's perceived in all the different countries in the world. And so after I graduated, which was like last, this past December, so December 2020, after I graduated, um, I was kind of in that realm of like, you know, I was graduated, so I was like, okay, am I going to find a job? Am I going to start my own business? Am I, you know, what am I going to do? And I just decided to start my own business and get into media production and try to start providing more diverse images and also provide more diverse people with opportunities to actually create that content, you know? And I think a lot of people forget sometimes that the people who are behind the camera really affect how the image is viewed. So, you know, the the, the experiences of the photographer and the videographer, you can see that through how they, they decide to shoot something. And so I really wanted to give opportunities to, you know, just marginalized voices, people who are underrepresented. I wanted to give them space so that they could create their images and they could create a narrative that better fit, you know? So that's just kind of why I'm, I am where I am now. So I'm doing this media production company and making these diversity materials. And, and yeah, it, just, it really just stems from me going to Germany and realizing how powerful media is and how messages are, they can be, they can be, created in any type of way to be persuasive to whoever's seeing it. And I wanted to get in on that, but in a more positive way. I wanted to have a more positive effect on that part of media. Right. Yeah, so I want to talk about, like, a more interesting point where you say you you represent through media more underrepresented people or people that you wouldn't see, like, on the news. Yeah. What stuck out to me, what you said with, like, photography, you have a partnership with Plushie. Yeah, Plushie uh, Jenica. Yeah, so can you talk to me about what got you into that partnership and yeah. what you value? Yeah, it's really, um, it's really a new partnership, um, but Plushie Jenica is a, um, it's a brand, and they, they emphasize helping uh, plus-size models get gigs and things like that, and, um, you know, because my company is really heavily focused on providing diversity. Uh, I was all for, you know, having um, her brand and her agency come on board with us because, you know, as we all know, there's a very strict stereotype of what a model should look like. And, you know, if I can do anything to help change that image and create more diverse images in people's heads of what a model is, you know, I'm going to do that. So um, that's, why I decided to, you know, bring on Plushigenica into my network of people um, and hopefully more people who represent underrepresented voices in media. That's pretty interesting because, you know, media seems to go beyond the the boundaries of, of language and, you know, how other people perceive each other. Or is important because that's how people treat each other. So, you having that voice in media and being able to to, to tell a different um, story, you know, from your perspective, is powerful. Like, what what kind of goes through your mind when you're when you're when you're going through, like through the the creative process and 
and that flow that you 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 have you have to have in, in, in storytelling. What goes through that? Um, I think first and foremost, I think about who is going to see this and how are they going to portray it because everybody is it's crazy because images are images like and everybody understands you know facial expressions and things like that that's a universal language so i feel like imagery is the same uh, you know colors um depth of a photo and things like that you know if everybody can look at a photo and feel the mood of a photo or a video and feel that even if it's not in their language so i always think you know, this person who might see this, how would they feel seeing this content? Would they be offended? Would they be excited? You know, I always think about that first because I think a lot of times people don't even, they, they don't even try to realize there's another identity that's going to see this content you're creating and you're going to offend them. And because I'm so focused on diversity in media, I, I always just try to make sure that whatever I'm producing is going to be tasteful for the majority of identities, you know? And sometimes there's groups of people who you just can't please because sometimes you just can't please everybody. Um, But, you know, if I can do my due diligence to make sure that whatever I'm putting out there is not intentionally ignoring a certain identity, then that's what I'm going to do. And so after, you know, I, I say, okay, is this going to be offensive? I then also, I have a I have a really wide group of friends and family. I have family overseas and friends overseas. So whenever I do produce something, I always ask for their input because they have different life experiences than I do, and they could see something that I don't notice because, you know, we're different people. Um, so definitely utilizing my resources around me, my friends, my family, to kind of let me know if something I'm creating might be offensive to somebody. So definitely just taking in those two factors, you know, thinking about it before I even start. And then once I create it, getting feedback from people to make sure that it's not something, you know, distasteful. Yeah, is that what gives you um, peace then? Is just like not going through that infinite uh, rabbit hole loop of this can offend this person, this can offend It's more like, you know, this is – I know what I'm here to do, and I know that there, you know, there there may be some casualties to war, but it's, from my from your perspective, this is what's necessary. Yeah, I mean, it is it is super easy to go down a rabbit hole with that because, like, then you get caught up, like, oh, I don't want to offend this person, I want to offend that person. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're doing a job. You know, it's a job, and you you're 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 doing it for a reason. You're creating this content. You're going to get it done regardless, and you know, before you put it out there, you just have to do the best you can to make sure that it's giving the right message. And, you know, whatever comes after that, you know, you deal with that. <laughs> you know, you deal with it. But Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that's interesting. That's, that's good that you do that, you know, that peer review, especially if you said you have, like, a, a kind of a international peer review going. Uh, I think that's interesting because – some companies, some big companies don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking about, like, previous, like, H&M and, uh, well, in terms of, like, August modeling, like, previous things were that H&M, and I think even Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton did, or was it Gucci? 
Um, yeah, I think Louis Vuitton did do it. I know, but I do know what you're talking about with H&M, with the, with the monkey, with the monkey shirt. Yeah, yeah the kid with the monkey shirt. Um, or the hoodie or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gucci did some shit, too. Like, they did that blackface or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. But are there times where you overthink and how do you get out of, like, the overthinking process? I overthink all the time. I'm an overthinker. I That's, like, probably one of my worst traits. <laughs> but um, what I do to get out of that, I mean, I do a lot of different things to not overthink. Sometimes sometimes I have to take a break, you know, just step away, do something else, whether that's exercise or watch TV, something mind-numbing. Um because it's really easy to get caught up in that cycle of overthinking and anxiety, overthinking again. So I just try to remove myself because I know I will I will go back to it because I'm passionate about it. So it's mm-hmm. easy for me to just say like, okay, put it down. Don't just leave it alone for the rest of today. You know, and I have alarms in my phone like that go off every day for me to get to work and stuff like that. So I know I'll get back to it, but um yeah. I really have to force myself to put it down and stop overthinking um, because it's a cycle and it's it's something I'm I'm continuously working on. I still overthink about stuff, um, especially as an entrepreneur. You, I feel like that's one of the things that, as a young entrepreneur, as a new entrepreneur, I'm always overthinking stuff because I want it to be perfect or I I have a certain vision of what it should be when you know. Sometimes it's not going to be what you envision it to be, and you will never know that if you don't stop overthinking and just do it, you know? So um, mm. it's definitely a, it's definitely a learning process. I, I I try to learn every day how to not overthink stuff and just do, you know? I, I learned um, recently that one of the best ways to not overthink is to just, when you, when you have an idea, you, you know, you put it down. And whatever that first idea is, you just implement it. And even if, you know, later on down the road you think of something to change, you know, take that into account, but just go ahead and push it out. So, like, give an example, um, I create e-courses. So when I create an e-course, I write, you know, I create the outline, I'll do the videos, and even if, you know, I'm on video three and there's four videos to do and I'm like, oh, wait, I should have said this in video one. Just write it down and still push it out because sometimes when you overthink about stuff, you're you're overthinking yourself. But the person who might be getting that product, they're not worried about that, you know. So you kind of just have to take it in stride. And and then if you if you're overthinking and you want to apply something later, you know, just write it down um, and then come back to it. And once you come back to it, you'll see that if you really need to actually implement that or not, you know based on feedback you get, you know, based on how you feel about what you already put out there. Yeah, wise words. Uh, I definitely definitely resonate with that. And anybody listening that wants to get into media, you should take those notes. How do you balance, uh, you know, that network building and then media production? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard um, because currently I'm a one-man team, one-woman team. 
So um, it's really, it's definitely hard managing that, um, especially as you're trying to build a list, you know, you're trying to build a network, which is a full-time job. If anybody out there knows, like, building a network is a full-time job. Um, on top of me trying to find clients and, and handle the clients I already have, you know, it's a lot. Um, but I think I'm an organizer, so I like to plan out my whole day, uh, either the day before or when I first wake up. So um, that's kind of how I keep my tasks in order because it's really easy for me to just get caught up on one, one side of the business and just go, go, go. So I have to literally just split it up by day. Like, I'll say, okay, this day I'm going to focus on the, uh, building the network, you know, posting on social media, getting in clubhouse rooms, you know, going live, doing all that, because that's a lot. <laughs> and I didn't even realize all that was so much what it is. And then, you know, the next day I'll say, okay, um, now I'm going to do some more market research. I'm going to call 100 more businesses. I'm going to um, – do six, do 60 more um, warm calls, you know, just stuff like that, um, and just plan it out and, and also make it manageable. So especially when you're trying to handle so many things at one time, you can't, you can't say like, okay, I'm going to do this big, large task. It's like, no, you have to break it down into smaller tasks to make it more manageable for yourself, which I'm also learning how to do, you know. Um, it can be difficult to do that, but when you can break it down into little tasks and, and separate it like that, it's a lot more easy to manage and you don't get as overwhelmed with what you're doing because it's a, it's a smaller part of the larger image versus if you're just, if you just have the big image in front of you, you're like, okay, I don't even know where to start, you know? No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's, it's really important to just, organize yourself and, and make sure that everything's everything's taken care of and you're kind of moving in the direction that that's that makes sense, you know, that directionally sound, right? So for those that are listening, where what are the different platforms that especially for those that, you know, qualify for the areas that you're looking for, where can they find you and, and can you also reiterate, you know, what specific Yeah. Um so anybody so let me start from the beginning. So I'm currently looking for videographers, photographers, models, makeup artists, sound engineers, lighting technicians, et cetera, um, who are just looking to get on some contracts and get a part of the media production. And we're really we're we're working currently only in with businesses in North Carolina and Georgia, but it you know, we're well, we're welcoming anybody into the network in the country, you know, if you're willing to travel to the job, you know, if there's a job in Georgia and you're willing to travel, we'll be more than willing to work with you. So, um, but you can find me at our website. Um, it's pirouettemc.com, P-I-R-O-U-E-T-T-E-M-C.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at pirouettemediaofficial, P-I-R-O-U-E-T-T-E, mediaofficial. Um, and then you can also follow my personal Instagram account that, you know, I also post about um, my business, my media production business, and then my diversity training materials on there. And that's Kestra Jerry, K-E-S-T-R-A-J-E-R-I. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm willing to work with anybody. You know, I, I'm so here to help the content creators. Like, I know so many people who are videographers and photographers 
who are amazing at what they do and just don't get the type of contracts that I think they deserve to have, you know, and don't get the money that I think they deserve to have based on their skill set. So um, if you, anybody listening, if you're confident in your craft, if you're confident in your craft, definitely join the network and join a group of people who are also, you know, very confident and creative and looking to expand their skill and looking to, looking to get, get some contracts and get some money, you know, so, um, and get exposure for those who are looking for it. So, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm ready to work with you if you're ready to work. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody just tap into her, you know, make sure you, you, you subscribe to her, to her channels, follow her channels. Uh, you check out her page, her website, and just show love and support. Uh, Cass, we really appreciate you stopping by the Fireside Jams, um, hanging by the Fireside, and just sharing your story. Uh, everybody, this Thank is you there. for having uh, me. Anytime. Anytime. And, and we welcome you back. Come back anytime. Uh, everybody, this has been Fireside Jams. For sure, for sure. This has been Fireside Jams. I'm your host, Galactic Nomad. Brock is on the line. Cassie appreciates you. Y'all have a good one.